0: It's time to sit down and relax for the good, the bad, and the sequel Q&A with your host, Doug. Hey there, Doug here. Hope you're staying safe, and thank you to all the essential workers out there. If you're an essential worker and listening, thank you. If you know one, say, hey, this guy named Doug that I listened to his podcast. Yeah, he said thank you. Could be awkward, but who cares? Okay, so I hope this week's interview can really help you escape. It's with... An amazing actress, she was in everything in the 70s and the 80s, took some time off to raise her family, and now she's back, and she's been in a lot of stuff, and that's Christine DeBell. You know her from Meatballs in the role of AL, and also she was in movies like The Main Event, Blood Brothers, Battle Creek Brawl, one of Jackie Chan's first American movies. She had some cool stories about working lines with him. And then recently she's in a lot of stuff too. Um, we interviewed her for next week's film which is Samurai Cop 2 Deadly Vengeance which is pff, amazing. You have to watch the first one before you watch the second one. You really don't have to, but trust me, it's amazing. And remember Samurai Cop 2, you can find it on Tubi. It's free. Just got to watch some ads, but who cares? But now it's time to listen to our interview with the amazing Christine DeBell. Well, this is awesome to be able to chat with you. I'm a huge fan. I grew up. My dad showed me meatballs at a very young age, and we watched it a lot.
1: Yeah, well, that's awesome. So, okay, so I'm assuming then your dad was my age or something? Oh, no, because it's like I'm so used to people seeing it when they were 11, and then they're fans, right? Or They were, yeah, whatever. (laughs) that's awesome dude it's the cutest movie what's wrong about that movie no i love it i'm shocked when people say they've never seen meatballs it's like are you kidding me you've (laughs) never seen meatballs it's on every summer
0: i know you have to say and then the song gets stuck in your head after you watch the movie
1: (laughs) i know well i realize that i've had it had you know certain opportunities of late where someone will say oh i can't believe this happened blah, and i say It just doesn't matter. (laughs) So I can't back it's happened three times. And and then I'm like, okay, they didn't get it. (laughs) Whatever.
0: (laughs) Well, this is awesome. What I like to do with these is find out how people got started in acting. And I see you're you're from upstate New York. Is that right? Yep. Awesome. So growing up in upstate New York, at what age did you say like, hey, I want to get into acting or I want to... What started that?
1: that? well, I was I, I, I was actually studying voice for years, so oh, okay. I was a singer first, and then I was in the school play because it was a musical, The Sound of Music, and then what happened is that year, my ninth grade year, right, and I think I played Marta, one of the little girls, right, so in Sound of Music, so that year... Um, the McCaden Theater, which is actually still in Chatham, New York, came from oh, nice. New York. And their last show was, it, you know, Summerstock Musical Theater, Theater in the Round. Their last show was The Sound of Music. So I auditioned for the part of Martha or, you know, the little the little girl. And they said, wow, that was amazing. But you're your voice is way too mature to play a little girl. Be, obviously, because I'd studied voice a lot so I, uh, for years. So I just, they said, well, Cassie was the naughty postulant. So I was the naughty postulant. And then, so I there went on to do four years, my whole, every summer, my four years of high school, every summer I did all the shows at the McCabe Theater. So I did a lot of summer stock I know every show (laughs) (laughs) I can sing the songs from many. I was the, um, what was I I was the Moorish dancer and fiddler. Uh, Maybe I'm thinking of maybe, okay, whatever. Um, but so yeah. And uh, mostly chorus parts, obviously they brought up, you know, larger named people which is funny now looking back because who the hell don't no know who they were from New York, they cast in New York for the bit larger parts. And then the locals got to be play the smaller parts and um, yeah. And so then, so that began, but I didn't really think of myself as an actor at that point or or i don't remember that i just i did that and then i tell the story that at one point i saw a photograph of twiggy and i was you know in grew up in the va room era i call it where girls were very you know shapely and buxom and i was very tall thin with absolutely no breasts so i was like oh that's what i'm supposed to do when you look like this you know, very unpopular, no boyfriends, you know, no one was going to date a girl that didn't have large breasts in, you know, in the early seven. Well, so um, anyway, so yeah. So I went to New York to model for Eileen Ford and then, yeah. And then got into acting after that.
0: What was that first step to go from like New York into acting? Was it somewhere in the city you were
1: acting? Yeah, no, 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 no. I ended up meeting uh, some people and coming out to California And starting that, that way. But what's funny is, is when I came out here, you know, I was obviously could sing. And then I got this voice teacher and he's like, I'm going to take your four octaves through and, you know, get your belt voice through your four octaves, which I guess he was a really bad teacher because nobody does that. So I, for three months, I could not talk.
0: I had to write
1: everything down. I got notes. And so I've never really sung since then. Right. I mean, I'm, I I consider myself a shower singer now, (laughs) but yeah, I'm, I sing in the shower and uh, yeah, and that's, there you go. Stopped modeling, started acting.
0: So what was your first gig that you had acting wise when you got out there? IMDB has Alice in Wonderland, but it was something before that.
1: No, 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 no and the thing is, is that's obviously how I got my start, but I don't like to talk about that movie. I've actually just had oh, the no, opportunity. It's okay. No, no, no. Listen, I've had the opportunity in, in a documentary, and there may be, I'm working on a Morkiana film coming out that explains like my me too moment. I mean, this whole thing, that oh. you know, I didn't do anything in that film. And the one thing that I did do was I was forced to do. Oh, it's I'm sorry. Scary. It's really yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's over. I mean, I don't have any. So, you know, whatever. So I, I do not I don't like to talk about the movies because it's like uh, everyone's like this is this is my the classic line that cracks me up. And I'm just going to say it because, you know, now that we've gone there, somebody said to me, wow, dude, uh, you know, in in a message on my fan page. Wow, I just saw you in a porno. What other pornos have you done? you agree it's like oh my god so it's like yeah i guess to some people i'm just a porno star (laughs) yeah so anyway yeah yeah whatever so so that is how i auditioned for a film that i thought was a film a regular film and then end up getting the lead and then finding out it's not a regular. and actually some of it I didn't even know till much later. A lot of that footage was added a year later. I didn't, that was filmed when I wasn't on the set. I had no idea. Right. Yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, but that's how I started. And, and in a way what happened was is that film had three minutes cut out of it and really became well known the reason it as an r-rated film so it was like wow so everyone you know what i'm saying so that's how i became popular as that film being having an r rating because you know and also thinking back i thought you know when i years later when i realized i'm like oh well it'll just be behind a black curtain somewhere i never have to worry and then came the internet in the 80s oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like whatever. I mean, you know, it's it's past history, but you know, sometimes it's fun to tell the story. Um I mean it's not whatever. It is what it is and I don't feel I'm over it, right? It's so I I've made my peace with it. It's a long it was a long time ago. But so that, I believe that may have opened doors for me, but, but some bigger doors. But for the most part, I just got an agent and started auditioning like any other. And the, and th- then to go back to your original question, what happens is I actually did The Young and the Restless
0: oh, in nice.
1: 1980, in the 80s, 81, I think. And I was on there for a year. But what happens is after 20 years, it, it gets archived. So it goes to the beginning of my... It was archived and ended up, and I'm like, wait a minute, what does it matter to IMDb? Shouldn't it still be in chronological order? And yeah, who knows? It's something about it being archived.
0: Oh, really? So how many? Oh, so you're on it for a year. So that's a lot of episodes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was on for, yeah, it was fun. They found out I could cry on cue. They loved me. I actually had done a small, been on for like a little summer supplement, a small part, and they found out I could cry on cue. and the the executive producers is get that the Bell Girl back, you know, in here right now. (laughs) I got this great part, and it was like every day. I was like, she cries, she cries, she cries. It's like it was like with Rose or she was a madam and we were hookers and you know, they love casting against type. It's like, Oh, what do you play? I played a hooker. You don't look like, okay. Yes, I know. Um, anyway, so it was hilarious. I'm like, you guys, what if the tears dry up and they they start laughing. The the- the crew. They're like, you know, it's not going to dry up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so awesome. So were you a fan of those shows? Did you ever watch them like growing up at all or?
1: No, the only one. Well, no. Y- 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 yes and no I was not the only one I was a fan of I was not a real soap person was Dark Shadows because that's my um, I love like vampires and you know I love I'm a fantasy adventure geek and so I love Dark Shadows so I I did watch that Barnaby was that his name Barnabas Barnabas Collins yeah yeah Yeah. but then so then listen so then when I I moved away I had my kids I wanted to raise them back east and um I I turned on, I accidentally turned on the show to quote unquote see what my friends were doing. And then I'm like hooked in the story like anybody else. I'm like, Christine, stop it. You can't give up your day at one o'clock or whatever to watch the young and the restless. Stop it right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so I guess just before that. So in the beginning of your career, yeah, you had like a lot of guest starring roles on shows. You were in a movie called Rooster, Blood Brothers. Yep. So yep. you were working yep. a lot yep. right away.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I was. I, I And it really was just auditioning. You know, I, some of them were guest starring, right? I did a chip, that's right there. Yeah. Rooster was with, um, yeah, Rooster actually, with was Ruda Lee and, yeah, so at, yeah guest starring eight is enough right and then oh yeah what was the the one you asked me about you said rooster and something else
0: oh no blood brothers
1: oh yeah no blood brothers is huge dude oh yeah that was a warner brothers film and it was my, it's like, I, I joke now. It's like, yeah, I was in Richard Gere's first film. I played his girlfriend. I was in Jackie Chan's first film. I played his girlfriend. <laughs> I was, you know, I wasn't Bill Murray's girlfriend on on screen. No, I'm just teasing. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't his girlfriend at all either. <laughs> That's awesome. But
0: uh, so here is, so so we'll get to to Meatballs. How did that come about? Do you remember like that audition and everything? No,
1: I don't. I just remember auditioning for a part and you know for a part in this movie because it's like you just go on so many auditions it's like you know who can remember yeah because you know, it, it seems like you could go on 12 auditions and you'd be lucky if you get one part or more sometimes I had four auditions a day I'd be changing clothes in a, <laughs> in a coffee shop's bathroom because I had to be dressed in the character of the next audition and so I I just I don't really, I just remember auditioning. I don't really remember that really much about it. The next thing I know, I got the part and it was just, I don't know, Just was, gonna, was any other, it was like, oh, okay, I got another B movie, you know. I, and I don't think I thought of it in that way. I mean, I was thrilled to have a part and be in another movie. I'm trying to think what even movie I was in before that. If any, if I <laughs> Was that my first movie, Meatballs? Uh, Rooster no, Meatballs?
0: Roosters before that. Blood Brothers was before that. And then... Oh, it was okay. Oh, oh the yeah, main event, Meatballs, came out in the same year.
1: Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, the, no, the main event, I remember, because I was cast by Barbara Streisand, and I got the opportunity to oh, that's speak awesome. with her. She wanted to meet me, and we talked about... She did theater also in upstate New York, And, you know, and I was a singer and I'd always looked up to her and it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I met Barbara Streisand. You know what I mean? So that audition I do remember. Yeah. That's
0: so cool. So so uh, so Meatballs, that was filmed in Canada, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. There were a few of us that came from the Todd Hoffman who played my boyfriend Wheels. Yeah, I think Crockett Crockett. um, The guy I, I can't. He came from New York. And uh yeah, and then the, uh, so three Bill, four of us, and then the rest were Canadian actors, like my friend Kate Lynch. Yeah, no, it was so much fun. I mean, that's everybody it's you hear what it's like to be on set. And you go away for six weeks and you it becomes like this family and you all have the best time and you swear you'll stay friends and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't, right? And uh, but I do remember here's a very funny story. Bill and I, you know stayed friends and my girlfriend is sleeping at my house i'm out partying i don't really remember she tells the story better than i so she's in the and she hears a pounding on the door she's like it's like chris chris let me in it's bill she goes who it's bill murray she's like yeah right and she told him to go away so she said i came home in the morning i'm like oh my god did bill come by last night she goes that was bill murray (laughs) what
0: year is this Probably
1: the year after. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it Is,
0: is it true, like, when you were casting that movie, did you know, like, Bill Murray was, or did you know who he was then? I'm sure from SNL. No, 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 oh, no,
1: no, okay. no. I mean, I do, do, do remember watching SNL, but it was kind of new, and he was new to it, right? Yeah. I mean, because I remember I was an SNL fan, but I did not know that he was cast in it. I know that for sure, because... You know, Ivan tells the story, or it was told because I I went to like a 35th anniversary. It was a fundraiser for um, International Hunger Kids for International. Okay, whatever. I'll think of it later when I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not going to take time to look it up. internet I just look. Just thinking about it. International something for hunger. Okay, whatever. So who was there? So. A lot of the, you know, uh, green, a lot of the people from the cast, not the cast so much, the, also the crew and, and everyone was talking about it. And they were not sure, Ivan would have been there, but he was um, scouting some film location. And um, so the, anyway, they did not think those, they didn't know. They were like, you know, that's who he was right they they i guess they Ivan had said come on bill i want you to do this movie and he had not said yes or no so they didn't hadn't even cast the part they were hoping he would show up <laughs> and like on day two or three showed up filming they just started filming without him and Ivan was you know i a wing in a prayer he was like he'll come don't worry And and I guess that's kind of, Bill has sort of stayed that way, right? I mean, doesn't he have a phone where people say have an idea for a film, they call it up? I don't know.
0: Yeah. There's
1: the same story
0: for uh, Ghostbusters. Netflix has a documentary series. They only have like four movies, but it's called Movies That Made Us. And they, Ivan tells the same story. Like him and Harold had no idea if he was going to show up. And the same thing happened for Ghostbusters. Like he showed up, he wasn't talking to anybody And then he just like magically showed up day one and didn't read the script until that day. And then obviously everything worked out. But
1: Isn't it? And he didn't read the script. I'm sure the same thing happened that happened on Meatballs. You know, remember the opening scene where he's he's standing over this trash can, ripping up the same thing. The rules will be in here if you want to see him. Well, that's what he did with the script, basically. I mean, (laughs) it was... All improvisation, which I love. I'm better at it anyway. But it's like, and oh, let me tell you. You know the scene in the girls' cabin where we sneak out and we all pop on. Yeah. my idea? I'm like, oh, let's do this, you guys. Why don't we say You know, It was crazy. It was awesome. It was so fun. I remember being very cold that night, though. So yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So there was a uh, there was a skeleton script, I guess. I'll bet you he works like that, right? It's like, oh yeah, I've got an idea with the script. I mean, that just doesn't matter if he made that up or if he went along.
0: It seems like when you watch him in movies, that it seems like a lot of it is improvised. Even before I talked to you today, I watched most of Meatballs. And just that opening scene when he is, uh, when he's talking to the the reporter when the buses are showing up and he talks about like, yep. the sexual Awareness week. And <laughs> that is like the funny. The whole movie, it's such a great, cool movie. I actually, because this podcast that I do, that this will be on, is for the most part, we interview people that are in movie sequels, and I actually interviewed, I don't know if you ever saw any of the Meatball sequels, but we interviewed a guy yeah. that was in Meatballs 3. He actually went on to like do a bunch of voice characters. He was a voice of Beast on like an X-Men animated series on Fox. But he
1: has... I love X-Men.
0: Yeah, so he was the voice of Beast on the cartoon in the 90s. And uh, the thing that was cool about him, they filmed that in Canada, secluded kind of like, I'm sure the same way you guys did, low budget. And uh, he has the greatest memories in it. And in the movie, it's one of Patrick Dempsey's first movies. And he actually plays Rudy all grown up.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah. I never saw any other... No, because yeah. I thought mine was the best. No, I'm just teasing. I don't know when they came out. <laughs> no, it I, is. I was too busy. Yeah. I had three. I had three boys' in diapers. So I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No.
0: The- So that's awesome. So you just mentioned before you had like the you're the on screen girlfriend of so many people. So so that was Jackie Chan's first movie.
1: Yes, first time. Um, no, he had worked in China. In the states, first American yeah. film. Wow. Yeah, in the states. And the killer is about that. It's like Raymond Chow. They loved me so much, which is so weird. Like, I. I friend was of mine was driving somewhere and he slammed on his brakes and went through the windshield and I end up at UCLA with, you know, a scar. Thank God. Gosh, I guess it's that night I was told, Yeah, you want to marry me to that doctor. It's not interesting. I said no. <laughs> he he was there was a happened to be a plastic surgeon on, you know, that night and stitched up my And they waited to film that. I mean they could have cast anybody else. They waited for me and for my eye to heal before they filmed.
0: Wow, you had something. They, they, loved, yeah, they loved you. Yeah, that's crazy,
1: right? Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, because oh, I, I forgot about that. I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait a minute. I remember this. They waited for me. That's odd. That is yeah. so cool. Yeah, no, it was so much fun. And that was six weeks in San Antonio.
0: So what was that like, being in a movie like that?
1: Oh, it's awesome. I mean, he's unbelievable. He does all of his own stunts. I mean, he's yeah. like watching him, Even in the opening, it's like, you know, when I look, it's, just he's but i did must say that i did spend most of my evenings you know work you know working with him on the line it's like no no no. we'll try this you know it's 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 whatever but we did we rehearsed and i was like no, try to say it like this okay whatever
0: not i'm sure not every person in the world would take the time to do that at night when they're off off the clock so that's really neat
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you would want to oftentimes, I think, I mean, you want to run the lines with the fellow actor and, and, but I kind of got the, they kind of wanted me to help him with that. I I mean, that's what I remember feeling, but it's like, I, you know, whatever I don't mind. I didn't mind. It's like, it's like I got to work on the lines anyway, but it was, that was a fun, fun movie. Yeah, and
0: If you look at your IMDb, you are doing, you're, you're always working. If you look at for those years, from when you started you always had like movies coming out and you were like pretty much almost like top building everyone like life pod tag uh, assassination game
1: oh and you know what the tag was never going to come out this friend of mine is a film like archive i mean he knows everything he was on that show beat the geek and he yeah. was the geek oh, yeah, no. remember that show oh i love that show Yeah. mark hoik he was the geek I could tell another funny story about that. So anyway, he said that the two people that owned TAG were in a bitter battle about ownership or, you know, re- whatever. And they and people kept saying, it will never be re-released. People would say to me, I'd say, nope, I heard it's never going to be re-released. They can't, you know, it's never going to happen. It just happened. Really? They made up. Yes, it's going to be re-released. So fans, I know there are many fans of them that were like, please let tag if i favorite please let it be re-released i'm like nope not gonna happen now i can say it is
0: that's awesome a good cast robert carradine linda hamilton yep. michael winslow that is really awesome i want to check that out so i'll put that on my list yeah. to be able to check it out and then so then you're on night court Oh, Madeline. Okay, yeah,
1: that was awesome. So, no, hold on. Let me go back. Let me tell the, the Mark Hoik story.
0: Oh, the, yeah, so, no,
1: yeah. No, the Mark Hoik. So, I, the beefy geek story. So, I don't know anything. You know, I'm out here. I My agent says to me, you know, this guy wants to interview you. So, we happen to be out here for a wedding from New York. And my guys now are like teenagers. Are they in college or teenagers? I can't remember. They're older. Maybe they're in college. Because one of them is I don't know. Anyway, so, they said, I was to meet him at the Grove, and they're like, you are not going to the Grove by yourself to meet some guy that you do not know. We're coming with you. Now, my boys are six foot five, six foot four. I'm like, okay, we're going to come with me. So <laughs> we go to the Grove. We meet Mark Hoyt, and they're standing there, like, so quiet. And so we have a conversation. We agree to do the interview. He's a nice this guy. We stayed friends. We're great friends now. So, <laughs> so anyway. We go walk back to the parking lot, the Grove parking lot, to get in the car, and they look at me. They go, "Mom, he's on beat the, the geek." We, we he we, they're like, "Oh my god, we can't believe that the biggest fan is a fan of yours." Because I guess that's what he was called on the show, the biggest fan. So it, that was pretty <laughs> funny. I'm like, "Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's so awesome." So your your kids were able to geek out with something, somebody that liked you. That's really awesome.
1: Yeah, they were totally geeked out. No, the cutest story. I'll just tell you one more cute story. And I think yeah. I've told this before, but I can't help myself. So Meatballs comes out on Blu-ray. And I'm living in Williamstown, Mass. And my son's in elementary school. My youngest is in elementary school. I forget what grade, second, grade, third, you know, that, oh, mom, it's so embarrassing age. So I say to my girlfriends, I'm like, you guys, why don't you come over? We'll, you know, we'll have dinner. We'll make dinner. We'll watch Meatballs. They're like, yes, because a lot of them had, my friends have not seen it. So he pulls me aside. He goes, Mom, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe you're having people over to watch you on television. I'm like, oh Harry Shush, whatever. It, you know, whatever. <laughs> so then I swear a week later, he's in the backseat or he he's and he goes, Oh my God, Mom, you're on HBO. <laughs> it was embarrassing to be played it for my friends, but when it came on HBO, oh my God, now I'm a big deal.
0: Then you're cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm cool. That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: So that now this is a question yeah. I like to ask people, especially you just mentioned that. When you were on shows when you started out, did you enjoy watching yourself?
1: No. No, not at all. No, and I I don't think most actors, I mean, I don't know many actors that, you know, it's like sometimes you'll, you want to see the performance, like, like Meatballs, I don't mind now because I, I don't know, but a a lot of the times it's like I didn't, and, and possibly because a lot of my stuff wasn't that serious and it was comedy and it's fun, but like Blood Brothers wasn't really but I, I didn't enjoy it because it's like as a person, I try not to say like even now, it's like when I make a film now, a friend, I make some, made some films with a friend of mine, Dave Dakota. And I'm like, OK, the old ladies on the set. Bring in the hot lights You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> We've got wrinkles here. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just like it's hard for me to look at myself. I'm not so keen on it. But sometimes I get caught up in the character and then that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I'm just looking at myself, like, no, honestly, I just did this film and I, it was really cool. This got, this filmmaker wanted to remake the exorcist, but he wanted to make me the nun be, do the exorcisms. Like, so I'm doing the Max Foncito part. And so it's dark and it's kind of cool. I mean, it's a B movie, but whatever straight the video, but that's what happens when you get older. So anyway, I'm making this movie and I'm watching it. And my friend afterwards was like, oh my God, she said, your acting was fierce. And I'm like, really? Because all I saw was in the dark, it looked like I was 107 years old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my all I saw was my wrinkles. I'm like, oh my God, I look like I'm (laughs) (laughs) 107. yeah but so anyway so i would i I would not
0: get discouraged you you know like movie wise and when there was like video stores and there'd be like a more movies used to make it into the movie theater if you notice like weekly not a lot of movies come out so there is like that outlet i think people i know the phrase like b movie but there's so many outlets to get movies out there
1: oh yeah no absolutely now But a lot, like Dave has his own distribution company and he has his own, See, he has his own, you know, streaming service now. So people oh, can, wow. so, yeah. And, um, you know, people can subscribe and see all, because, you know, it's like some people love that kind of, that genre of, of, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. That's, you know, and I've talked about that recently as well to young filmmakers and young uh, actors, It's like there, it, it used to be, you know, it was all about the union. You were in the union. That's it. You made union films. And if you couldn't do that, then you were, st- can I say shit? Yeah. Shit out of luck. Right. So now they're, you know, you've got kids making films on their iPhone and taking them to, to, or this one kid because everybody. I don't know, but I know it happened to festivals or, you know, you can, Pitch net, um, it's you know now there's Apple TV, Netflix, Hulu. It's just changed for everyone. It's changed so much the business, and in, in a good way. In a good yeah, way yeah,
0: no, that's true. No, I do miss going to the video store. Obviously, it's the same kind of thing, but there was like something beautiful. Even looking at like the movie poster for like Meatballs and like Tag, like I haven't seen that movie, but the cover art when you were in there, you used to be able to be sold on. Hey, you know what? I'm going to rent this movie because it looks cool. You
1: know yeah no true yeah you're right See, especially posters i have a friend that collects them all posters especially yeah. italian so i guess back in the day a lot of posters when they went to italy they were done by famous artists the posters and he, so he started collecting them as a kid and um let see but no no I, I totally get what you're saying i used to go to the video store was so much fun
0: oh yeah no, it was so cool because there and, were some movies that would get a shot that you might would never you know Watch nowadays, and you just accidentally stumble across maybe your favorite film.
1: No, absolutely. And like, even now, though, you've got, you know, Netflix, Amazon, and then all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I binge watch everything, every fantasy adventure, and then I'm like, yeah. you know, his dark materials in this. And then I totally forgot about this one. I just saw it. I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot about that. I thought it on Amazon. It's another fancy. It's says, yay! I get to watch that window. <laughs> I just saw it. I don't know where I saw it.
0: So acting wise, you, you took some time off. What made you want to get back into it?
1: Well, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just always thought I would. I mean, I, I wanted to raise my guys back East. I go back East, you know, my guys are older. And, and the thing is, is that I, I might have come back earlier, but I, I kind of had an oops in my 40s, which would be son number four. So that delayed it a bit. And then he's like, wait a minute, we're moving to California. I I said, yeah, dude, sorry. I got to drag you with me. You know, <laughs> it's little. And he's like, what? But he likes it now. He's got friends and he's got his Cali friends and his, uh, you know, mass New York friends. So. Nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd always, thought you know i would go back at some point and, and then and then you you don't realize how hard it is you know a, a lot of my friends have stayed in the business you know they're uh, it's hard it is hard coming back and and as we just discussed it had changed so much the industry oh, so yeah. thereby was, there was other stuff i tell the story of my first dave dakota film i when i came out just before i got an agent i've had a few i have when i like now but um I was, I'm like, oh my God, I can join this website and I can submit myself for projects. That's totally cool. So I submit myself for this film and I hear back instantly, those are you available? And I'm like, yeah, I'm available to read. Yeah. Yeah. When, where? And he said, read. I know who you are. Can I send you a script? And so then we did five or six films together.
0: (laughs) That is so awesome. What was the first one that
1: you did with him? Uh, The Halloween Puppy with uh, Eric Roberts.
0: Eric Roberts, that's pretty cool. How was that?
1: Halloween, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, he's the greatest. He made a few of them. We made a few films together. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. So you That's what to, I thought.
0: Yeah, no, I'm thinking, you had to think the times that he was starring movies, so were you. Like, in the same time, Pope of Greenwich Village is like, what year is that, yeah, like, 83, classic. 84?
1: Classic. Yeah. Yep.
0: So that's awesome. And Lisa London, I I interviewed her like a month or two ago and you were both in Samurai Cop too, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Lisa's a good friend. She's awesome. Oh yeah,
0: that's awesome. She was super cool.
1: Yeah, she's the best. Yep. She and I hang out together quite often. We're friends. Oh, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, we were talking and she started talking about her singing career. That was pretty cool. I was like, oh wow.
1: yeah, you you didn't know that? Yeah, she was. In no, the and theater. I knew the songs.
0: Yeah, I I, I, oh, I, you did? I knew, wow. Yeah, I knew one of them. She told me the one that was like more of the like the hit, the one that was like the poppy hit that was on the charts. But that was pretty cool. So, so what are some things that you're working on right now that are coming out?
1: Not much, not much. I I'm taking a little. Uh, yeah, I don't. You know, they come. The um, a friend is working on We want to do a sci-fi. We're both sci-fi nuts. So he's working on a, the guy who wrote, wrote Drugstore Cowboy. Um, oh yeah. Daniel.
0: So, so one question I have for you, you said you love sci- sci-fi. Is there any other genres that you've always wanted to act in? I know you were in a few sci-fi movies in the, well, just one or two in the eighties, right?
1: Yeah. The one um, life pod. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's so been in.
0: Where did your love for sci-fi come from?
1: Oh my gosh, I was um I only read, you know, Childhood's End was my first. It's like I uh, read, I've read every, I left, told, besides fantasy Adventure, which my boys and I are into now, but I used to be a sci-fi nut. My dad started to think, like, I just watched Lost in Space because that, when I was a kid, you know, Star Trek, are you kidding me? was my favorite show. Lost in Space came out when I was in the fifth grade. Total space nerd. I remember walking out. I grew up on this dark road in the middle of nowhere in the country. I remember walking up towards the cemetery saying, okay, pick me up. I'm ready. Let's <laughs> go. Just come down. I'll be one of those, you know, abduct me. <laughs> I'm ready. But no, so I'm watching the reboot of Lost in Space. and My guys are like, mom, it's not that good. And I'm watching it. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm a huge Sean Williams fan. Huge. And I'm like, whoa. And I stopped for a second. I'm listening to the music and I'm, you know, and I'm like, who is this guy that is copying John Williams? How dare he? Who the F does he think he is? <laughs> he, he, he sounds just like John Williams. I, and I am so incensed that someone would copy John Williams' style that I looked it up that second and it says, oh, when when Netflix purchased Lost in Space. 1965. They also purchased all of John Williams' original music.
0: That's smart.
1: It's like crazy, and here I am, so angry. So now it's like the boys are like, "Mom, well, are you still watching?" I said, "Of course I am. I'm listening to John Williams. Hello." <laughs> <laughs> and watching one of my favorite TV shows from when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm total. My dad was a sci-fi buff too. I think. Oh, really? Bus, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've read sci-fi.
0: That's awesome. So I really hope that works out and you're able to make that sci-fi movie with Dan Yost. And then that'd be pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it would. And then, yeah. So then, you know, my other would be fantasy adventure. I, I kill to be like in, you know, X-Men Marvel. Forget it. So cool. Or maybe I'll just have to find somebody and we can just make that type of films. Like I just watched the Witcher, the video game. That was a book in my, one of my boys, have you seen The Witcher?
0: I didn't watch it yet. It's on Netflix, right?
1: Yeah, dude, dude. It's good? So my, my son, yes. One of my boys, my little one had played the video game. Now my my big guys, because we all read, we pass books around, Um, you know, mailing them to <laughs> the that, that Anyway, so he's like, we've got to get the book. We've got to read the original. I'm like, yes, let's go. So my oldest will read it. Then i will go to my second. Then they'll send it to me. Yeah or however it goes on.
0: yeah well this has been awesome really happy that i was able to connect with you and chat with you and because i grew up I said loving meatballs so now i have a few other movies i have to check out yes
1: you do you have do your homework
0: i will i want to check battle creek brawl out because i love jackie chan
1: yeah no it's the cutest movie i don't even know because it's like all these things that we used to watch on DVD. Or, like I have a lot of my films on that came out in DVD. Because, of course, first they were 8-tracks, then DVD. And now it's like, what, where, who? I, I don't even have a player anymore.
0: Oh, no, nobody has. But there's so many streaming services that you can find these movies are. Sometimes it's like a few bucks to rent them. Sometimes it's free and you just have to watch ads.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Hulu. Yep. But like, can I say something about Hulu? I sure. don't mind the ads. Because it's like it's not like a corporate pharmaceutical ad. The ads are hilarious on movies. Yeah. Like the have you watched it? Like with the one with um. Well, the, my favorite is the Apple one where the guy comes up from the beep, and you hear the beep. You see first, you think your phone's going off. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love the ads on Hulu. <laughs> They're great. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. You're so awesome. Yeah. You have such a good like energy to yourself, and you like even looking at some of your photos on like IMDb and even like remembering your character and meatballs, you're always like, I don't know. You just have this, like this way about you. And now I get to talk to you and that was pretty cool.
1: Well, and I thank you for having me on. Oh, so now I'm supposed to say something like, Oh yeah. Tell all of your listeners can find me on all my social media is at Christine DeBell. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Oh no, oh, no, not Facebook. No, Facebook is just my fan page.
0: Okay. So no, what I'll do is I'll post the links to the other two in the episode. <laughs> and then I'll send everybody your way to follow you and see what you're up to. Thank you. Thank you. You have a great rest of your night. And thanks so much for taking the time. Oh,
1: you too. And no, yeah. memorizing absolutely. that. And thank you for having me on. What? Yeah. Oh, and memorizing. Yes. yes. Memorizing the code. I better know that for future podcasts.
0: all right well have a great rest of your night all right so that was christine DeBell. she was awesome she was quite the character it was a lot of fun talking to her it felt like i knew her she made me feel really comfortable throughout the whole conversation and uh was pretty cool so i had a good time it was really great talking to somebody that is in a movie that you grow up loving i love meatballs over and over again vhs we'd watch it growing up so i do wish you would give meatballs three a shot because you know mean gene Our buddy Mean Gene George Buza. But that's neither here nor there. That was cool. Make sure to follow her on all social media. She's on Twitter and Instagram. And it's all at Christine DeBell. I'll put her name in the notes. So you look at the episode notes. You can find her IMDB. And I'll put all of her uh, social media handles. So you can follow her. So your homework now. I mentioned earlier. Watch Samurai Cop 2. It is insane. You're Your ears are going to bleed. That's how awesome it is. I don't know if this is an awesome thing, but uh, it's worth it. Trust me. Remember, it's free on Tubi. And don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, subscribe to us too, so you don't miss out on any awesome episodes that we have coming up. Trust me, there's a lot. During this whole coronavirus lockdown, a lot of people that we reached out to finally checked their emails and their direct messages on social media, and we have a lot of great content coming up. And some just amazing conversations that I never thought a year ago, me and Jamie started this, that this would even happen. So yeah, so subscribe and check out our website, sequelsonly.com, and follow us on all social media at sequelsonly. Good night.